This is Mikey Fresh here uh, from Otaku American. Um, I'm here with Moby John of Kamanga LLC. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. That's great. Um, so basically, uh, what's Kamanga LLC all about? Well, I mean, we we started, uh, you know, Comanga LLC, which uh, we started it because, you know, we finally agreed that we wouldn't be given an opportunity to, you know, write comics or, you know, we wouldn't be taken seriously. So we said, me and my friend sat down and said, you know, let's go all the way, man. Let's, let's start a company so we can have an umbrella over us so when we do something people take us seriously but most importantly we wanted to make more positive images of black people and you know uh distill the stereotypes you know just do something else besides you know another gangster this gangster that you know every black origin story starts the same you're in poverty you're in the hood it's a gang thing we we wanted to show other stories you know and our goal is to primarily focus on entertainment you know such as comic books and and expanding and so on that's cool uh is there anything that you have coming out uh shortly or already out currently oh yeah well we're working right now we're working on releasing our first magazine either sometime this month or next month we had a little hurdle in production uh you know we were just waiting on like last said man uh sometimes when you're trying to do something you know all of the problems just come you know with delays in this technology yeah yeah uh you guys have a facebook page correct mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Well, yeah so i'm you know, a lot of your uh, artwork and everything that you have uh, posted, or and even uh, looks like a introduction video, even are all available on the um, your Facebook page, which is uh, what is the Facebook page address? Oh, Comanga LLC on Facebook. Uh, you know, our goal was, um, you know, um, you know, I'm sure you aware a lot of this happens. A lot of people will make a product but they won't build the fan base. So when they release it, no one knows about it. So our goal, I think it was, yeah, last year, October, we started uh, the process where we were, we released the page and we, like you said, we delivered a strong message. Our message is that, you know, we'll do whatever, we'll do what we want from our standpoint. I, I feel like a lot of minorities, the first issue they have when they create a product is they they you know they set a line that they won't cross based on you know caucasian owned companies our goal is we're gonna do what we want to do and uh we're gonna showcase and focus on the people we want to focus on and you know we, we don't really care about you know whether it tell us that's you, you know you know when they tell you it doesn't relate to us yeah, so, yeah. So, so we we don't really care about that. If it's if it's uh, perspective of the urban youth, and you know, it doesn't relate to everyone else, so be. Yeah, because there's a lot of times when uh, they do things for themselves and not necessarily, and it's not a, it's not always about you know um, 
other groups <clears throat> doing things because of course a group is going to do things based upon what they have experienced so you <clears throat> can't expect them to write or even illustrate about something they have no experience on so it then proves it, it then shows that you know there's a niche um, available and maybe you can fill it and that's what you guys it looks like that's what you guys are trying to do Oh yeah, man, you know, like me and you spoke uh, offline is that we right now, you know what I mean, with, with technology, with the internet and everything, we need to understand that when it comes to comic books, when it comes to minorities, they can only hold on to what came out, in my opinion, the 90s and mid 80s, you know, that's when with Spawn and so on, that's when that's as far as our continuity goes. That means that Batman 70 plus years, Superman 70 plus years doesn't relate to us because majority of those years, we it, that type of material wasn't available to us. So the problem a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of minority creators don't understand is that you have an advantage and that advantage is that you, that continuity, unlike, you know, uh, let's say, uh, you know, Marvel and DC, they're competing with each other because they're on the same platform. They both have the same level of history. But us, we're the new breed, and uh, a lot of people are looking for new content, and we, we could fill it. And as you said, they can't write from our perspective, even though a lot of black people are out crying for it, which I don't understand why you want someone else to tell your story. Exactly. So, um, what are some of the, uh, like, uh, your primary characters that you guys are going to headline with primarily? All right. Well, over when we started the company, one of the first things we wanted to do was copyright and trademark. Uh, right now, the only character under our brand we have trademarked is uh, Godma. And uh, we're going to focus on Godma as well as. We've teamed up with some uh, artists from um, from Atlanta to to even Australia to uh, Michigan, not Michigan, uh, Alaska, right now. And we're gonna be showcasing probably four. One character's named Vortex. One character's named Gray, and uh, one character's name is Turbine. All these characters we're showcasing are copywritten first. Well, one thing a lot of people do is they'll just create a comic book and they won't copyright it or uh, protect it. So it's at risk, which, which is why it also took us a while to put things out because the trademarking and copywriting process. So, uh, like you said, Godma is your first character that you have at least trademarked and you're about to run with. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the character? Oh, sure. Well, the Godma series uh, is, is focused in New Jersey. And the story is that, you know, uh, a, a child is chosen, but he's the wrong one. And uh, when he's given this uh, special item, it gives him power. But the problem is his power covers New Jersey in a white light that, you know, alternates everyone, you know, gives people some abilities and powers, but it creates a sense of chaos in New Jersey to the point where 
New Jersey potentially may be, you know, bordered out from all the other states in uh, in America. And uh, our goal is to focus. And um, you know, I know you being from New Jersey, I think one of the issues a lot of artists have is that they don't try to focus on their hometown or home state. And our goal is to start out with this story in New Jersey. And the story is gonna follow a kid, you know, in, in most likely either either high school or uh, middle school, you know, around eighth, eighth grade or seventh grade. We're still deciding on that, but the main goal is to show a variety of characters and mostly in New Jersey. We want people here to see that we're proud of where we come from and that, you know, any kid from New Jersey can have themselves an adventure and don't have to feel, you know, less important because they're not from New York or more mainstream cities, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I, I know, you know, we both are from New Jersey and a lot of times, a, a lot of comics uh, or illustrators or writers they have a tendency of focusing, like you said, on New York as opposed mm. to, you know, where they're from, which, you know, even if you're from Delaware, it's you can write something based upon Delaware. I mean, especially, you know, if there's a lot of people who aren't familiar with like some of the town, some of the states that surround New York City. So, mm. yeah, like I it's kind of off topic, but I know I work at the airport and mm. there's people who come in and they have no clue that the New York Jets and the New York Giants don't play in New York. So, <laughs> to me, that's like the funniest thing. And every broadcast, they keep saying East Rutherford, New Jersey, East Rutherford, New Jersey. But yet people still assume that they're playing in New York. So, But like you said, you know, you got to rep the, the state or the city that you're from. You know, you don't have to, but it's nice if you could do that. So, well, I mean, I look at it like this. Like, uh, I've seen a lot of people where they write in New York, but you can tell they're not from New York because yeah. in their story, they can't touch on the boroughs. Like, uh, you know, they, they can't touch on Brooklyn, uh, Long Island. They just write, this takes place in New York. And that level, you know, authenticity is gone and the story's less detailed, you know, and uh, they can't, they can't really keep it up to date and, and and my theory is that you know i think maybe it's because we're in an internet age is that people are they forgot about home field advantage you know if i'm from jersey i can you know i know more of the locations you know from essex county to union county i can vary the stories but most importantly because i'm from here you know i can associate with the people and tell stories or get stories out of people that I couldn't tell, I couldn't get from a state where I'm not from, you know? Yeah, yeah, because it, it does, it does kind of like, you have, I have seen writers who say from uh, this place takes place and then they give you the exact neighborhood in New York, whereas <clears throat> there's a lot of them that just say in New York City. It's just <laughs> like... <laughs> they're like okay so then you have to wait to see what they draw to figure out where they're taking place in new york city and oh. when it's just easier you know we live in an age where you could just say where you're from you don't have to say oh well i grew up in new jersey but i'm gonna say that this takes place in new york even though i have no idea about new york so 
the only thing some know about New York is like I've seen a lot of comics where it just looks like a backdrop from Spider-Man you know like the... yeah yeah I've seen that a lot also so and it's funny when you said it takes place in New York the first thing I thought of was like a backdrop from Spider-Man so <laughs> so it's like yeah okay I was like this guy has no idea about anything in New York which is funny because like I, like you said uh, like I mentioned before you know being from New Jersey uh, of course you're familiar with New Jersey but you're also relatively familiar with New York so it's you know I was you know of course like the New York Comic Con was just this past weekend so most people from the area have gone over to their um, to that event and you know going to New York is always an odyssey so especially if you're driving but oh, I, oh man I don't know you're driving that's a it's like a suicide mission, man. There, there's no parking in New York. Yeah, you know what? I had to park. I had to finally find a parking uh, lot. But uh, I, the only reason why I even drove is because I had to go drive up to Harlem right after. So uh, I'm not. I'm not being from New Jersey. I'm not. Well, being you know sections of New Jersey, the public transportation is actually very well. Public transportation in New Jersey is very good. It's just that when you live in certain sections of New Jersey public transportation is technically not feasible or not convenient so like when i was leaving uh jacob javits i would have to go all the way up to harlem so i was like well for me it's easier just to drive up there the person i was with was like well they're from new york so to them public transportation is the most feasible route but i digress um so what were some of your influences when it came down to when you were coming up with this uh this publishing company and coming up with your um first character and things like that what were some of your influences growing up in regards to comics well my my introduction to you know the comics is uh in my opinion what really got it started was static shock I was watching Static Shock, what was it, uh, 04, 03, and I was like, man, you know, this is, you know, to, to see a character that looks like you, man, it's, it's something else, man. It's, uh, you know, a, a lot of, you know, a lot of my, you know, I have some Caucasian friends, they don't understand that, man. We we have, a, what is it, a, in my opinion, out of 100%, we have a 4% window where you might see yourself in a character you know what i'm saying so when i saw static shock i was like man this is they're telling the story these characters are dressed like you these characters are talking like you the way they walk and and it's not you know it's not a negative thing and then i started thinking i'm like man i, I gotta i gotta do that too you know i gotta i got some stories to tell and uh you know and this might help a lot of kids have more self-confidence because you know I'll, I'll, I'll go this might be a little off topic but you know i used to watch pokemon and one day you know i felt so you know bad about myself i was looking in the mirror and i'm like man what i would do to have ash's hair you know maybe if i had ash's hair and complexion maybe i would feel more in tune with the show you know what i'm saying yeah uh, i wouldn't feel as disconnected you know because the only character that looked kind of like he was a minority in pokemon was was uh brock yeah you know? <laughs> pretty much the only character 
You know what I'm saying? And, it, and for those people who are kind of familiar with uh, Japanese culture, there are a lot of dark-skinned Japanese people. So mm. Brock is right down in that alley. But if you're like not Japanese and you're something else, you know, the closest person you got is probably Brock. So. Oh, uh, man, you know, I, I believe it's a natural thing where you seek out people that look like you. Exactly. You know what I mean? But most importantly, like, you know, what I ran into, I had a lot of friends. I was trying to do this in 07, man. You know, I had some friends, you know, they were in high school, whatever. And I was telling them, you know, I got an idea for a comic. And uh, what I've done is I've gone through, this is this is why I say home field advantage is so important. I knew a lot of comic book stores in New Jersey. So what I would do long before I even wrote the comic is I would talk to them and say, if I had a comic, could I put it here? And they would all tell me yes. So I went back to a friend of mine, you know, friends of mine who could draw all black guys and so on. And I told them, let's let's get a comic, let's put it together. And a lot of them told me, and you know, it, it, you know, it's something when you hear it from your own people, people that were, you know, look like you, they told me, man, a black superhero. You know, black people aren't superheroes, man. I don't know what you're thinking. You know, I, maybe if he was white or something, we could do it. But I don't know if I could do a black hero. And, and these are people that live in your neighborhood that look exactly like you. And, you know, that, that's when you start thinking like, man, are people so detached by not having an image of themselves on television and so on? that they can't see themselves in any anything else besides being a rapper and sports athlete. If it's nothing to do with that, it's it's not possible. You know? Yeah. Which is which is sad because really the market was feeding and asking for because now, you know, we went to I, I met you at Newark Comic Con and mm. I've gone to other cons and now there's a influx of uh writers black writers and um, and uh illustrators for this media and medium so you know if you would have if if they could have just saw be beyond themselves at that time they would probably been like you probably would have been the first you know new wave of artists coming out and showcasing showcasing characters that look like themselves so uh, uh, I mean, but it's better it, like than never, actually. So, I, I mean, the way I look at it is, uh, you know, with the digital, you know, with the, you know, a digital arrival, you know, there's more, there's more potential. But I think uh, one problem, like you know, I was in Newark Comic Con, and over the years I've learned one issue we have is minority creators, is black, Spanish, what we Asian, whatever you want to name it. The issue is we don't sell according to where we're from. We don't try to sell our product the way people from our neighborhood move. Like, for instance, comic book stores, what a lot of people don't understand is that comic book stores are, I think it's a novelty store. Even even in the suburbs, you'll find one comic book store probably after out of four towns, you might find one. So... When you look at it like that, that a majority of people from, you know, where you're from or your hometown are shopping at the supermarket, going to your local barber shop, store, salon, daycare, 
we have to, you know, as minorities adapt to how our people move. Because in all honesty, even at the Newark Comic Con or even New York Comic Con, this industry is 90 percent, you know, Caucasian, which means we trying to sell our product to them. It, whether it succeeds or not, it doesn't affect their market because it's been proven that with or without your representation, they can sell and move their product. So what we have to do is, uh, what we got to do is find an avenue to sell this product to our own people where, you know, where they actually go. Because for me and you, for me and you to ask someone who's never bought a comic book in their life to come to a comic book store to support us it's it's like speaking another language man <laughs> yeah they they first they won't know where one is and then mm-hmm. when they finally go there they'll feel disjointed because they're not really of that crowd like mm-hmm. if you're if you're even whether regardless of what your ethnicity is if you're of that crowd you can sort of fit in but if you're not even close to that crowd then you feel extremely awkward so you're less, you're more apprehensive to uh, even do what it is that you set out to do. So once you uh, step foot into that building, uh, and another thing, you know, with the climate and uh, you know, with the departments of justice, you know, it's 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 not a easy thing to go deep in, uh, you know, the suburbs where you'll be the only, you know. You, you start questioning if you'll even make it there without being, yeah. being pulled over and stopped, you know, for one $4 book, you know. Yeah. <laughs> for a $4 book, you get pulled over like five times. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you know, I live in a, I live in a, a suburb and I know how, uh, I know how things work here. I've seen people get pulled over on a regular basis. So and it, it, and you know it's it has a lot to do with the fact that in the suburbs they just don't see a lot of people they don't see a lot of people outside of the area that they their jurisdiction so they're liable to pull everybody over so but um so like you said you watched the Static Shock and I know you've heard that uh, Milestone is supposed to be rebooting um, as a separate company. What are your feelings in regards to that? Well, my my issue with Milestone, and I think it's an issue, you know, especially I think it's an issue in the black community in general, is that we will reach a pinnacle of success, and um, and what we start to think instead of uh, building up, like like you said about, there's a lot of artists here instead of creating a format, you know, such as a convention and so on to showcase that talent. You know, we we try to distance ourselves from where we come from. And then, like, for instance, Milestone for over, you got to look, Static Shock had a TV show. Even, even I think they had a game in the Game Boy Advance and so on. But there's a five, over five years of a gap where Milestone didn't have a convention. They didn't have anything where you could come, even though they weren't making as many comics, they, in my opinion, could have done something to benefit more minority creators. Because if you look at it, Milestone achieved that high level success and we fast forward from Static Shock Show and you see minority creators are technically 
when it comes to tapping into the mainstream are in the same place where there isn't that much of a high level of success. My thing is milestone rebooting will only, at the end, they'll benefit them. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna come back, but the, you know, minority creators in general, I don't believe it's gonna benefit them, you know, in the long run. It's only gonna be, you know, we're milestone, we're coming back, but. Yeah, it'd be like uh, more of a novelty kind of situation <clears throat> where people are like, oh, milestone is back now and then you know that would be it should be the springboard of like well if not if milestone is coming back and they're predominantly african-american uh or black um publishing company well maybe there's some other publishing companies that are also doing things that uh the characters look like me and it should lead into people going into other publishing companies but most likely not it's probably not going to lead it because at the end of the day milestone is now more of a corporate factor than anything else mm. so uh, what, well not only that is with mcduffie's death you know yeah you know with the death of in my opinion uh you know the heart of the company and even before he died mcduffie a lot of people don't know he was writing on justice lead a lot of those dc films he was working on it but my thing is, if you have that level of success, like I, I got a few friends on Facebook. I talked to, uh, you know, the creator of a comic called The Trill League. Then I know some other creators. Yeah, uh, I know that guy. He's he's a funny guy. Uh, His uh, book is very good. That's my dude right there, uh, Anthony Piper. And then there's, uh, I think, uh, there's a guy I talked to. There's Roosevelt. Uh, Pitt who created Purge then there's people who created Epic there's a lot of minority created products but the problem is you know you got Milestone coming together in my opinion what would be more beneficial if Milestone came back with a convention where they would reach out to those black creators that you know upon those five six years they've been gone that have created a high level quality of products and bring them all together and uh you know have us to showcase that we're not the only ones there's a lot of stuff here and we're using the spotlight that's on us to highlight that there's a lot more black properties out there and i think that's how you would benefit you know coming back because because in my opinion you think about it with mcduffie dead you know the one of the key writers and creators in that group you know the heart of the company you know what's left and another thing is they didn't have any apprenticeships you know I, yeah one thing I, one thing i tell people is dc and marvel what separates them from a lot of black companies and minority-owned companies is they have not replacements but they have successors like you know when when uh you're like let's say you're writing superman well I'll be coming after you in six months. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get a shot. But when it comes to black-owned companies, I'm going to write my product until I die. You know, I'm never going to pass the torch or give a spinoff, give anyone else an opportunity so that story never continues. Because, dude, it's been eight years or so, and there hasn't, there's been a few static comics, but they've been, it's been uh, less authentic, you know. It's, yeah. it's been 
it's almost starting from from scratch as opposed to just uh, oh. a new uh, iteration of it. Oh, well, I mean, they even moved Static. Last time it was out, I think, 2011 or something. They moved Static from Dakota to New York. You know, it, it's, man, it is, it, uh, it's a shame, man, watching that thing just spiral into now. Um, in fact, it, it's to the point where it's so bad that Static Shock, you know, it's disrespectful to me. Now he's a he's a sidekick. You know, he's appearing in things as a sidekick, a character that's had his own show and been a leader. Now is just a sidekick or a feature character. Yeah, you know? I've seen him in uh, one of the most recent Justice League TV shows, and yeah, he was pretty much like a sidekick and i was like yeah because when i saw him come up i was like oh right yeah there goes static shock and then when i saw the role he was in in that particular oh you talking about like, young oh, man talking about young justice yeah yeah it, i was like oh man they had him as just a just a kid man it was it's terrible to see a character with that that level of story just you know in my opinion you know, Kool-Aid, where they just put sugar on it. They put so much sugar over the substance that there's nothing on there, you know. it's uh, To me, it's a shame, you know, to watch a, a series like that decay to that level, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there any, like, uh, speaking of, like, other writers and everything else that you know of, are there any books or any other writers that you're, uh, or illustrators that you're, um, you could even recommend or that you're reading currently well you know i'm following uh i'm following uh that uh, i mentioned i followed that truly i'm following an epic uh by a good uh person i know called lonnie jr there's a there's another one called um dang dang i forget my man's uh yeah yeah i'm following purge uh and uh, I'm following there's a griot industries where he's doing something um the horseman there's a lot but the problem the problem that comes is that I gotta say it you know even when I'm you, you asking me about it the way I'm telling them to you is like man it's not there's not an establishment to promote these, these guys should be known you know what I mean at a higher level yeah. you know what I'm saying but but you know just to go on another you know kind of like side topic my my theory you know why i tell people comics is so important especially to us you know black people and you know minorities in general that when you go to school you don't have stories or images of your history i think that comics even even more than more so than film more so than television, in my opinion, is the future for for minority storytelling. Because unlike television and films, where your your uh, you know your your whole quality is based on a budget, like you would need this car to explode and these special effects, a comic is only bound by the artist's ability. And I think with comics, we could tell stories of history, such as you know your Shaka Zulus or or uh, even bring kids that are in an urban area where they most likely won't see, won't venture out of that neighborhood until they're probably in their 18 or so on. We could bring them to Paris. 
We can bring them to Africa. We can bring them to other countries with this art form. But most importantly, this tool, in my opinion, one of the biggest uh, misuses of comics is the fact that people aren't using this as a tool of education. You know what I'm saying? I think comic books are the key to getting kids into reading because that combination of imagery and text, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that, you know, like me and you spoke, you know, off camera when we were in, uh, you know, Essex County is that you're expecting a kid to read a book. Like for instance, that kid is five years old. You want them to read about a metal, but they've never seen a metal in their life. They've never seen a castle or, you know, some of these things you're asking them to read. So how can they understand something when they've never seen it? And I think comics could play that big role of being that middle ground, that introductory into reading novels and, and so on, you know? So that was Moby John from Kamanga, LLC. Uh, I had a great time having an interview with him. Uh, there was a lot of uh, insight that he had based upon the uh, community as a whole um, in regards to the comic community and African-Americans in that space. Uh, some of you uh, who are at Essex County College may have seen him in person. Look out for Kamanga. Uh, they have a couple of uh, products coming out shortly uh, within the next couple months and um, yeah thanks for listening guys as always for Otaku by Otaku have a great day guys thanks <laughs>